Listener Production. A groundswell of optimism breaks out for US and European stocks overnight. And Aussie shares are poised to open higher on Halloween ahead of key Chinese manufacturing and services data. I'm Tom. And I'm Ryan. It's Tuesday, the 31st of October. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Ryan, there was certainly nothing spooking US and European markets last night. They did very well. They did indeed, Tom. Stocks rose on the back of Israel's ground incursion into Gaza, which appeared less extensive than investors had feared. We also saw a boost to mega cap growth stocks ahead of a busy week of company earnings and interest rate decisions from central banks. So those outcomes were reflected on Wall Street as we record now with uh, just under uh, an hour remaining in the session. We have got the Dow Jones up 1.7%. The S&P 500 is up 1.3%. And the NASDAQ is up 1.2%. European markets also did well, not to the same extent. In the UK, the market was up by a half of 1%. French market up 0.4%. The German market up 0.2%. The broader European market up by a third of a percent. So, Ryan, for much of the last couple of weeks, as investors have been reflecting on the situation in the Middle East, a ground invasion of Gaza has been uh, the high point of worries. Now that it's actually happening, it is a situation where the markets understand it a little bit better and perhaps the worst fears at this stage haven't been realised. Well, that's right. And that's also reflected in what's happened with the bond market last night. So we have seen a 10-year up in the United States by three basis points to 4.88%, the two years high by two basis points to 5.04%. So those concerns aren't reflected in the bond market. That's typically where people go to in the event of a risk-off or concerned environment, and that's not materialising. Of course, there are other things going on in the US Treasury market at the moment. And it's important to recognise the you know, human cost here. This is a, a tragedy you know, beyond words, and we can often be uh, speaking in very clinical terms, but that is not a reflection of anything other than what our observations are as far as the financial markets are concerned. So one of the factors that is putting upward pressure on interest rates, Ryan, is that the US Treasury will be revealing the details of their borrowing requirements uh, as far as the next quarter is concerned. And what we have seen in recent times, unsurprisingly, is that their need to borrow the US government is growing and the markets are forcing the government to pay more uh, for their poor discipline. Well, that's right, Tom. And so on Wednesday, we get an update on the expected financing needed for the current quarter after the government last quarter surprised the market with a much bigger than expected debt need. So we have seen longer dated bond yields rising on concerns about increased supply and on expectations the US Federal Reserve will hold rates higher for longer as it battles to bring inflation closer to its 2% target. So interestingly, what that drift higher or that expectation often does as far as the stock market is concerned, it comes home to roost where technology names are concerned. But last night, there was little evidence of that, particularly with your large cap uh, technology names, Alphabet, Meta, and Netflix. Uh, they were all up in the order of 2 to 3% last night. So no signs of jitters there, Ryan. And we did see communication services outperform on track for its best day since August, up by about 2%. But as you say, Tom, we did see the likes of Amazon.com, Alphabet, Microsoft, and Meta platforms 
which all reported earnings last week with mixed outcomes. They lifted between 2.2% and 4%. However, Tesla was down 5%, the only major growth name in the red. Financials also distinguished themselves positively across the board in different stripes of uh, that sector. So Goldman Sachs was up by around 3%. Blackstone Travelers up by similar amounts. Consumer Staples uh, also doing quite nicely. Estee Lauder, Colgate up by around 3%. The only sector, Ryan, that didn't flourish last night was the energy stocks. And that was reflected in the oil price, Tom. We did see the US oil NYMEX price down by 3.8% to 82.31 US dollars a barrel. And that was on the back of those fears easing that the Israel Hamas war would disrupt supply from the region. Let's just quickly reflect on the fortunes of uh, European markets, or at least what drove those European stocks. Germany was the center of attention with key data on inflation and GDP. Importantly, Ryan, inflation in Germany came in below the market's expectations. Yes. So what we did see there was the German annual inflation rate come in at 3%. This is the harmonized rate when compared to the European Union more broadly. And that was down from 4.3% in September. Markets were looking for 3.3%. We have seen price drops in both tourism and hospitality services. And the growth outcome was better than expected as well, Ryan. The market was looking for a contraction of a third of a percent as far as German growth was concerned over the third quarter. That number was better than expected. The contraction or the recession in Germany is milder than expected so far. The German economy contracted by 0.1% in the quarter. And we also got an update from Spain where its 12-month inflation rate in October was steady at 3.5%. So we are seeing disinflation across the Eurozone. It's quite easy or easier to see that disinflation accelerate from those levels of 6-7% that we did see previously down to levels of 3%, but getting to 2% where the central bank's target will be much more difficult, Tom. So at the very least... Um a hawkish tone is expected from the ECB later on in the week. Let's focus on what's going to happen on the local front today. The futures are pointing to an improvement of 0.4% for the local share market. Today, we've got private sector credit as far as the uh, release du jour is concerned. But is that going to make a big difference? That won't move the needle, Tom. We do have Reserve Bank Assistant Governor Brad Jones speaking today, so markets will be listening to him But of course, we do have a lot of other data being released, particularly out of China. So we've got China's official purchasing manager indexes for the month of October, and that's likely to show a setback in their economic recovery, which largely reflects the eight-day holiday golden week at the start of the month. So the manufacturing gorge could drop back into contraction, which would be below 50 points, and the non-manufacturing or services index could show growth slowing. So we did see a pickup in domestic travel during that lengthy holiday period, but it won't be enough to offset related disruptions to non-tourism services sectors. So I suppose the point to make there is that the expectation is you're not going to be getting anything flash in these numbers. And if there's going to be a surprise, it'll probably be uh, if there is a better than expected outcome that might see the the needle move. But if it's a, a downbeat number, it'll be more of the same as far as the pulse of Chinese news is concerned. Absolutely. And one thing that may support sentiment around iron ore is the fact we heard from Vale, one of the world's top iron ore producers overnight. They said there were upside risks to prices after China's government clearly signaled support for infrastructure activity. And also they said the iron ore market is balanced and there's no supply increase coming from any region. So the iron ore price lifted to a five-week high of 118.70 US dollars a tonne on the back of that news. 
There are a number of annual general meetings today, amongst them Endeavor Group. Uh, that stock getting a little bit of uh, attention lately for its underperformance. It'll be interesting to see whether or not anything emerges from the discussion of the shareholders and its leadership. Well, we have seen Australians moving to cheaper alcohol, apparently, according to Endeavor Group, and that's pretty similar to McDonald's results overnight, where we have seen those consumers in America on 45,000 US dollars or less, not going to Macca's as much as they increased their prices by 10%, although Macca's result was well received by markets with its share price up around 2%. It was um, another example of how well they have been defending their margins, not only at home, but globally. It's uh, been one of the great defensive names as far as uh, recent years have been concerned. The Aussie dollar reflecting the weakness of the US dollar, to your point, Ryan, earlier about safe havens not being favoured as aggressively. The US dollar index fell by around two-thirds of a percent overnight. That has helped the Aussie dollar, which is up by about half a US cent, trading at 63.8 US cents as we speak. Another thing to look out for today, just quickly, is the Bank of Japan and markets are anticipating the potential for the bank to remove some of its COVID-era policy support that would involve removing its yield curve cap or focus on its yield curve control and maybe exiting those negative interest rates. Indeed, a big day looms. Thanks very much for your attention this morning. Have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. This podcast is prepared, approved, and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting, and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.